0: Are you listening? Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and you are tuned in to the Black Married and Debt-Free Podcast. My wife, Shire, and I were able to eliminate six figures worth of debt, and we're all about empowering others to do the same. So on this podcast, we'll be talking about investing, real estate, early retirement, marriage, and much more. But you don't have to worry. It won't be done in the same boring format that you're used to. We're going to put a little bit of swag on it. So enjoy today's episode. So what's going on, everybody? This is Marcus Black Married, Debt Free. Thank you for joining. I am, like I stated earlier, recording this podcast live. And today we're going to be answering frequently asked questions in regards to real estate investing. Passive real estate investing. uh, Nothing hyper aggressive, but just simply owning rental properties. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Shire and I... Uh, We purchased In 2018 we purchased two Rental properties We purchased one in March 2018 and then another in October And we're gearing up to purchase our third Uh, The cool thing about it is um, We live in California And we purchased these properties In North Carolina So we get A whole bunch of questions In regards To that piece There so a lot of people are just interested in real estate in general. And then they really, when they hear that we invested in properties out of state, they really have a lot of questions. So for those of you who are not following us on YouTube, I mean, what are you doing? I mean, go to our YouTube right now. Well, after this, after this, this live, after you're done listening to this podcast, go to our YouTube and subscribe because I'm gonna be reading many of the questions that we get from our YouTube content. We have over a 100 videos on YouTube outlining a lot of the topics that we talk about on Instagram and on the podcast, right? So I'm going to just be combing through some of these questions and answering them live. Um, shameless plug, Shire and I are working on a masterclass that will outline from top to bottom How any average individual can get a rental, acquire their first rental property. Pretty much, this is going to walk you step by step through how to purchase a rental property from beginning to end. And this is for anyone. You don't have to have any amazing set of skills because believe you me, Shire and I are just two regular people. You know our story. We had six figure debt at one point in our lives. And we paid off that debt. And through that payoff process, we set the goal of becoming real estate investors. And we we made that happen shortly after paying off our debt. So we're just two regular people, you know. And so we have gone through the process twice. We're going through the process again. And so we just documented the steps that we took because a lot of people just don't know where to start. So be on the lookout for that masterclass. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. This masterclass is like going to be like a three hour. It's just huge. Right. So we, we are we've been working on this for a little over a year. It's coming. It's coming. But for the purpose of this podcast, I will be answering a few of our most frequently asked questions. So let's just pull this up. So I'm scrolling on my YouTube here and I'm on a video that we did called five reasons you must invest in real estate out of state. And we got a lot of engagement on this one, a lot of questions. So I'm literally going through the comments and I'm going to read off a question and answer it live. So uh, Kiwi Fabulous says, hi, I'm new to the channel. I really appreciate I really appreciate all of the information. Um, My husband and I are 20 years old and are trying to get on our way to becoming financially fit and stable. I might be skipping a video. With asking this question, but how did you guys acquire your knowledge in real estate and investing? So, with that one, we did a lot of research on YouTube, a lot of research on various podcasts. I love uh, Bigger Pockets was was something that we listened to on the, on the you know in the infancy of our quest. To become real estate investors, we we checked out a lot of bigger bigger pockets. Since then, and since learning another great platform, Blacker Pockets. Right, they they have a lot of great information as well. They're on Instagram. They also have a website. Uh, I study a gentleman by the name of Jay Morrison. I read his book "Hip Hop to Homeowners," which kind of breaks down in its simplest form uh, how to. You know, get into real estate, you know, in all facets and just the importance of ownership, you know, becoming lord of your land and and owning property and things like that. So Jay Morrison was a big influence on me Uh, here in the last year or so. uh, I've been doing uh, some research on a gentleman named Max Maxwell, which he specializes in wholesaling real estate, which is something we've done videos on. Um, uh, Another gentleman, Morris Invest, you're going to hear me reference him. He he has a great YouTube channel that He does a lot of out-of-state You know, rental, rental property and rental investing Dave Ramsey, somebody asked me, Dave Ramsey Dave Ramsey, I don't On, on the front of, of real estate I don't really, I don't think that's something that he's big on I mean, I know he's he does that in his own personal uh, Situation, but I, I haven't seen any teachings on real estate with him Other than, you know he does. He's not big, a big proponent of going into going into debt, even when it's debt that is uh, created by owning real estate. So uh, but yeah, so just YouTube, people like myself, people like Shire, people who are doing it, people who are where I want to be. That's how we you know, acquired the knowledge that we did. And then, man, I'm going to just tell you guys this. You can sit and acquire all the knowledge you want. But you have to just do it. Sometimes, I mean, a lot of this was me and Shire just saying, "Man, let's just do it." I don't know all the answers. Let's just go through the go through the process and learn, you know. So that was kind of how we did that. So I'm gonna go through, and I'm gonna another question. Someone, uh, Amber L, says, "Good info. Do you recommend using a property manager since you are out of state?" So that is a big one. I got this question uh, today from a gentleman. About the the property manager piece. That when you're investing out of state, a property manager is the holy grail, as I will call it. You need someone that's going to uh, be your champion and, and somebody who's gonna have your back. Now that could either be the real estate broker, real estate agent, it could be a property manager, somebody. You have to have boots on the ground. You have to have somebody that you have the utmost confidence in. Someone who's going to literally like nurture this thing as if it was theirs. So we have an amazing property manager. Uh, we have an amazing property manager and had an amazing real estate agent who connected us to the property manager who has since then went into property management himself. So it's all about like building that team. Uh, that is just a huge piece of you know Investing especially when you're investing Out of state because you're We're in California and our rental Properties in Greensboro, North Carolina it's 3,000 Miles away so We needed someone To manage that thing and, and to really You know have have our best interests In mind when dealing You know with our property This person property managers do so much They, fi- they can find tenants They can You know, they 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 are in charge of receiving payments, dispersing payments uh, to you as the owner. They are also do evictions. They oversee repairs. They, you know, oversee deliveries and different things to the home. You know, so it's it's vital that you find a good property manager. I can't express that enough. If you don't find a good property manager. You're setting yourself up for failure, especially when you're investing out of state. And and one thing you want to definitely look into is how much is this gonna cost you? How much is it gonna cost you? Usually property managers cost anywhere from eight to twelve percent of the rental income. Our property manager charges eight percent, which is really cool. So you definitely wanna look into that piece. So- Let's see Somebody says do you recommend out of state investing This is when I recommend This is when Shire and I recommend out of state investing When you live in an area where your return On investment Won't won't cut it If it's not a good return on investment for you to invest Where you live Then yeah I do recommend investing out of state So with our situation We live in California We live in Northern California And we had paid off our home So we owned our home outright And so we began to research Home equity line of credit Which is essentially It's, it's similar to a, a home refinance Except you have a line of credit That you can tap into Take some of Pay it back Take some again Pay it back So you're, your home is essentially A bank for you Right? It's your equity Use it when you need it You know you you seen those commercials suck okay, That was a bad joke But anyway we, we essentially tapped into our equity that we created in our home, took pieces as we needed, and we went and purchased an income-producing asset. So we said we could, A, take some of this money and purchase an asset in our same city, which really w- wouldn't be an income-producing asset because the return on investment would not be good. So we said, okay, so let's look where we can take the equity in our city And apply it and get more return So that's when we began to look In other states So if you're in that same situation If you're thinking about Tapping into the equity In your primary residence Taking some of that And purchasing an income producing asset And you can't do that In your local city Because the, the, the real estate market Is too high Our homes are just too expensive It's, it's, it's really a, a simple equation How much do I have to put how much rent can I get in compared to how much I'm paying out? It's, it's, it's really that simple. And in California, for us, it just didn't make it just just make sense. So we looked out of state. So in that case, I say, yes, look out of state. Don't let the out of state rental investing werewolf or boogeyman scare you off. It's really not that scary, especially with, like I said, you've got a great team in place, a great real estate broker a great property manager, and those just those two alone will get you access to contractors. They'll get you access to repairmen that can get it, get repairs done at wholesale price. They can oversee repairs. They can get the repairs done. So it's it's vital that you get that team in place. Uh, let's see. I'm scrolling through some more questions here. OK. Someone says hello So my question is If you don't currently own a home That you live in Should you prioritize that first Before buying a rental investment property Well It's totally up to you There are many individuals who rent I, I had a friend Who saw me and my wife's story And he and his wife Rent a one bedroom Or he he and his uh, significant other Rent a one bedroom In, in my city And they said he makes good money. And he said, you know what? I'm going to, I want to invest. I want to invest out of state. And so now they're looking to purchase a property out of state and they are renting a one bedroom apartment. So it's all about what, what you want to do. It's a personal thing. Some individuals want to be in their home, their forever home first. Shire and I, we bought our two investment properties when we did not live in our forever home. We recently purchased a a home that we're going to, you know, that we consider a forever home. But at that time, we were just in a cond- condominium that we paid off and we said, hey, let's do this now. In some cases, I feel like it's better to get, if you if you wanna invest in rental properties, I say be hyper aggressive and do that before you even get your situation set up. Because a lot of times you get your situation set up, you see that monthly bill and you just, you get into just relax mode and, and, and you no longer consider investing. Because you're like, hey, I got my own house, you know, so I love that Shire and I went out and, and got the rental properties before we found that that home. Because we were able to uh, many times you're you're able to use that income that you're getting from your investment to fund and finance your liability or your own personal home. So that's my recommendation. But at the end of the day, it's up to you as an individual what you want to do. Uh, we we'll see we got another question from Jordan. Jordan says, "Do you pay income tax on North Carolina and California for your rental income?" Great question, Jordan. Um, we just did our taxes. This is the second year we've done our taxes, and yes, I do have to file a state income tax in North Carolina as well as California. So because I, I make money in North Carolina, technically, fortunately, we have not had to pay anything. Uh, As of yet, I'm not sure when that's going to, you know, I guess the more money you make, the more you pay. But fortunately, we have not had to pay out anything. You know, you got a depreciation and different tax breaks that you get just for owning real estate. So fortunately, those breaks have helped us have to not pay anything. But I do have to file in both states. Yes. Um, Let's see. Somebody says, do you visit the property often? So, no, we don't. And that's the thing I want to share with you guys. Like, we hear so many horror stories, and I've done a podcast about this before, but we hear so many horror stories of people saying, oh, man, you know, I don't want to be getting a a phone call at midnight. I don't want to have to, you know, pull up to the house and deal with this and deal with that. If you set your team up correctly, I can't express that enough. If your property manager is doing what they're supposed to do, you should not be getting a bunch of phone calls. You should not be having to go visit the property. It's a passive thing. Do for those of us who invest in index funds or in the stock market, are we constantly pulling up to the to to, to our uh, withholdings and 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 seeing what's going on? Some of us do, yeah. But with real estate, my renters in there, I have the paperwork. I'm the owner there's no need for me to constantly be pulling up to the property and seeing what's going on. I I like to do a very passive me and Shire are very passive investors. So we set it up to where it takes care of itself and we don't have to go. We've literally seen each of our houses. We've seen the first house that we bought in March. We saw that twice. And then the second house that we bought in, in October of 2018, we've only seen that once it's 2020. I have no desire to go check on the house and make sure it's good. Because I trust my property manager So that's an important piece Okay we're going We got a lot of questions coming in I'm loving these questions y'all Okay so let's go Uh, How did you guys deal With closing costs Was that negotiated In the price of your home Yes closing costs And the, The home purchase transaction is always negotiable It's always negotiable it's never what they say it is. I'm never paying sticker price. And you have the ability to say that because you can simply walk away if you don't like your deal. So with both of our homes, we did negotiate that the owner pay, uh, uh, pay for closing. And that's negotiable when you're buying an investment property or when you're buying your property that you're going to live in. Me and Shire just bought a home in California, our forever home that we're living in. And I went to the it was a brand new build and I went to the builder. I I I um uh, we put down our deposit. We said, hey, yeah, we want to buy this home. Went through the the uh you know the initial you know process of putting a hold on the home, et cetera, et cetera. Got the paperwork started and I called the lady up. I said, Hey, um, yeah, we're getting the paperwork started and and you know, can you guys budge on that? Closing costs, how, how, how can you guys contribute more to the closing costs? Because we don't want to pay it. We don't want to pay any closing costs. Lady, well, let, let me see what I can do. She, you know, scrambling through some papers. and. Uh, Yeah, we can get you $6,000 off that closing cost. Great. That works, you know, but a closed mouth doesn't get fed. And I think a lot of times we shy away from the negotiation. If I'm paying something that that has a price tag like that, we're negotiating. Because I'm not paying sticker So yes you can definitely negotiate uh, the closing And we did that for uh, all those properties that we purchased Okay we got some more questions on IG I appreciate these questions coming in y'all How do you find a good property manager slash team When you don't know what to look for That is an amazing question It's a very vast question But I answer that in a podcast Episode earlier Okay so what I want you to do I want you to type in black married And debt free after we get off of this I have a whole podcast When we're talking about how we're Frustrated at People saying owning, uh, Investing in real estate is hard Right that's the title in, in essence or you know something to that Effect check out our podcast I touch on exactly how to How to uh, identify A good property manager in that I go really deep in detail. I'm not going to do that here because I've done that, but check out that podcast episode. And for those of you who are just hopping on and just, just listening, just getting acquainted with, with this live I'm doing, we have a full masterclass coming, coming very soon. So just stay connected with black Mary, Dead free. We have some gems. We're going to help people go from zero to hundred owning and acquiring your first rental property everything you need to know. So that question will be answered. Just stay tuned with us. Uh, another question here. Let's go jump over. I'm going to jump over to YouTube and answer one of those questions. So Joseph says, do you have two separate LLCs for both properties or are you under one LLC? So this is a great question. So the LLC thing is something that me and Shire plan to do on our fourth property. For the properties we have currently, we are just we just have landlord insurance policies, and we have we are we're covered on the insurance piece. Um, we have separate policies, and and separate we're we're covered uh, against a lot of things within our insurance policy. Here's the thing about the LLCs LLCs are great and a lot of people say set up your llc set up your llc llc's are great because what they do is they hedge against so let's say someone falls on property a you, you own property a and the tenant breaks their leg or uh god forbid someone just i, I don't know the house caves in or something some, some, for some reason you get sued because of something that happened on your property the llc shields the 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 person suing you from coming and getting any of your other assets any of your personal assets or you know it it, it it essentially becomes its own entity when you place an llc on it that is a beautiful thing and that's great and that's something me and Shire we're going to do as we grow and as we scale but as of now we don't do that because one thing that when people preach llc they don't tell you is you still need insurance LLC does not insure you against anything It's not an insurance policy If if, if your home is damaged It's not an insurance policy uh, Or anything So if you get the proper insurances You can hedge against Some of those things Some of those things you know, being sued And different things like that If you have a, a million dollar insurance policy That covers injury Then you technically didn't need an LLC Because what are the chances of a an injury, you know, being more than a million, you know, having more than a million dollar payout. So it's just there's pros and cons for both. And we really tackle that in the masterclass that we have coming. We answer that question in great detail because that is a good question. Uh, So currently we don't have an LLC, but as we scale and as we acquire more properties, we will. And another piece of the LLC, if you're owning properties in different states, some people say have an LLC set up for each state some people say have an LLC set up for each house so you know that's definitely something you want to research and that was a great question great question at Evernorth Health Services we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life changing care and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best it's possible pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line it's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI it's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions that's wonder made possible learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder loving these questions y'all what's good what's good y'all thank everybody for joining on yeah so somebody asked about the property manager and the uh, the amount that the property manager is paid eight to twelve percent of the rent, eight to twelve percent of the rent. And the cool thing is, is find a property manager that you don't get paid if the house isn't rented out. You know what I mean? If the house is not rented out, then you the, the, you don't earn money, and so that gives incentive to the property manager to make sure that your vacancy, their vacancy rate is low. You know, because you want a tenant in that house. I will tell you guys that uh, vacancy kills your, your cash flow. Vacancy kills can kill an investment. So you want people you want that property to be um, occupied, you know. And the thing of it is, is don't nickel and dime your your tenant if you don't have to. So if going up 50 bucks at the end of a lease is is going to or 25 you know 25 to 50 dollars if that's going to make your tenant say you know what i wanted to leave anyway you may want to consider keeping your price where it's at because unless you you know there's some instances where it's like hey rent has gone up significantly in this area we're going to have to increase it by a hundred dollars you know 75 dollars, 150 dollars you know that is a reason to say hey if you gotta go you gotta go i'm gonna just get somebody else in here but if you're going up 25 bucks and that's and 50 bucks and that's going to make your tenant want to leave. You may want to reconsider that. So, yeah, you definitely want to keep that home occupied. And if you find a good tenant, I wouldn't mess with it. I wouldn't mess with it. That's just my opinion on, on the on the tenant situation. Um, so let's, let's go. We got another question. What methods do you suggest using to find an out of state property? So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, another reference. I'm gonna answer that question, but do us do me a huge favor and go to our YouTube channel, and we have a playlist, a real estate playlist, the Black Married and Debt Free YouTube channel. We have a playlist that is all about real estate, and we answer that question specifically. We outline what to look for when acquiring a, a property out of state. There are a few things. The first thing you want to do is you you want to check the numbers you want to check the numbers what's the return on investment what is the rents what are the rents going for in that area a good way to check the rents is to uh look at the fair mars fair market uh housing rent so this is a scale that is used for uh, by the federal government to determine how much a home apartment or a a home can rent for so they have you know how much one bed, one baths rent for. They have how much two bed, two baths rent rent for. And so there's kind of a a scaled, generic uh, price. You want to gauge that. Use that to gauge how much you can potentially get. You know for for a property in that area. And then you want to see, okay, now how much do homes cost to buy? And a good rule of thumb is a it's called the one percent rule. And many investors use this this uh, rule of thumb. If I'm buying a house that costs a hundred thousand dollars, it's gonna cost me a hundred thousand dollars to buy this home. I want to make sure that I can at least get a thousand dollars rent back a month for that okay if you if you that that's a good way to to weed out if it's a good investment without really going deep into uh, calculating your return on investment that's a good little I just need to see if is if this is a good place for instance uh, San Francisco California. When you get a studio apartment you'd be paying five thousand a month uh maybe you might get five thousand a month for that for one bedroom in San francisco but it's gonna cost you one point five million dollars that's not a good that that's not a good return you could you, you could just tell that doesn't that doesn't meet the one percent uh rule you know what i mean and then not to mention San francisco has the some of the highest uh, uh taxes you know, so that wouldn't be good. But a place like North Carolina, where we buy our, bought our homes for roughly one hundred thousand dollars, and we're getting a thousand a thousand dollars rent for that, you say, okay, that's a good that's a good gauge. So you want to look at look at that. That's the most important thing. Then you want to look at, or am I buying in an area that's growing? Am I? You don't want to be a slumlord. You know what I mean? You want to buy in an area where your tenants can feel safe, where crime is low. You want to buy you want want to look at the historical weather conditions. Do I want to buy in a tornado zone? Do I want to buy in a hurricane uh, zone? You know, th- those are things to consider. Um, but like I said, go to our YouTube and check out the video. That specifically talks of how to uh, what to look for when investing out of state. OK, I hope that answered your question. I appreciate these questions, guys. This is great stuff. This is great stuff. Um, let's see. So I'm looking. Okay, so my question is, if you okay, so I think I answered that one. All right, so let's go back on our uh, to our videos and answer a couple more questions, and then we're gonna we're gonna hop out of here. Uh, somebody says I ran into an issue in setting up an LLC with property I own. With my mortgage company They told me that I could not use LLC name On mortgage What is the workaround That's a great question I, I, I'm not sure About that one I'm not extremely Well versed in, in in LLC Quite yet But that is something That you know Shire and I are researching But that's a great question And that's 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 a great question I'm, I'll, I'm gonna try to figure that out And, and what I'll do uh, I'll probably do like Another live Where I address that But that's That's a great question That's a great question So let's see here. We have a question from James. He says, Great content you all are providing. Is there a spreadsheet you use to run numbers before pulling the trigger on a property? Okay. Um, So we actually, me and Shar just, like I said, we, we ran the numbers the old fashioned way pen and paper. How much are my expenses? And how much is it going to cost me to acquire this property? Uh, we just simply calculated our, our return on investment. And, you know, we, we try to pick an area where the return would be would be good. In retrospect, and, and now that we're trying to acquire our third property, we are looking in another state where the return on investment is even better for us. So we just, you know, we use a lot of online calculators as well. There's some really good online calculators. Nerd Wallet has a great rental property investment calculator that's something you want to look into so yeah yeah there's the you know use a lot of take advantage of of a lot of the online calculators that are out there and you know just run your numbers run your numbers see we had another question scrolling through okay so Vons asked how did you finance your rental property I want want to do the same thing i live in vegas if if it was a loan how did you get around having to live in the property for the last year or was it hard money so that was a good that's a good question as well we also shameless plug on our youtube we have another video you guys gotta go to our youtube but anyway we have another video that outlines how to finance properties we we outline the ways that individuals finance, you know, finance investment properties or what what have you. And she's referring to financing a property via the FHA loan. An FHA loan is a federal a loan that has a lot of requirements, one of which is you have to live in the property for a period for a period of time. Now, the properties that Shire and I bought, we did not acquire via FHA loan. We acquired via conventional loan for our second one. And for our first home, we bought straight cash, straight cash, homie. So that one had no it had no, uh, you know, mortgage on it. The second home we bought with conventional loan. So we put 20 percent down. And that's a that's a, a thing you'll need to know is that if you're going to buy a property that that you will not live in. And you're going to use conventional loan You don't have to live in it But you do have to pay 20% down They're going to want to see 20% down And they're going to want to know That you have some reserve Most lenders want to know You have some reserve, right? So That's what we did That's what we did Uh, But if you do acquire a home Via FHA loan Let me break down to you Something and, and, And it's something that a lot of you should look into if you want to get your put your baby toe into the rent real estate investment game house hacking You can house hack with an FHA loan You get a property and the cool thing about FHA loan is you can get in for as low as 3% 3.5% Down On an FHA loan so you get a home via FHA loan. Yes, you have to live in that home for I believe it's a year I could be wrong, but it's about a year some change But you house hack You get a property that has multiple bedrooms and you rent those other bedrooms out as you live in the master. And now you have others, the tenants of the other bedroom or bedrooms, paying your mortgage for you. House hacking is something that anyone can do. It's a very simple way to get into real estate investing. Home arbitrage is big. I mean, there's You could be renting your your place and be renting out a room, right? A lot of people are doing that with the Airbnb thing. They are renting homes, telling the, the, the landlord, I would like to sublease this home. Is that okay? Landlord says, fine, you can sublease. I just make sure I got my money. And now, so renters are now subleasing as Airbnbs or subleasing to other tenants, so there's always a way to get this money in the real estate game. So that's something you want to look at. House hacking, home arbitrage. It's, it's big and it's, it's a simple way to do it. Uh, maybe saving 20% down, you know, $20,000 for a $100,000 house is a bit much for you. Think about doing a house hack. Think about doing a house hack. So, guys, that was just a few questions. I appreciate you guys jumping in with the live questions. Thank you for sharing my, my YouTube channel. Yes, thank you for sharing the YouTube channel, uh, Shire and I's YouTube channel, Black, Married, and Death Free on YouTube. And thank you for sharing uh, our podcast, you guys. Thank you for being on this live. I hope I answered some questions. We're going to do another one of these because I feel like I just I just barely kind of got going. Uh, but there are so many questions we get, and we truly appreciate you guys. Shameless plug. Guys, we have a masterclass coming, a real estate masterclass that's coming. But we have two masterclasses that are available right now. We have a masterclass about getting out of debt and building wealth. You guys want hop to hop on that. We have many people who are already seeing the benefits of this uh, course. We have um, over an hour and a half of on-demand video. You will be getting some supplemental materials and you get to chop it up with me and Shire. You get a 30 minute coaching call with Shire and I and you could ask us anything. Shire is a certified uh, coach. She got her ser- coaching certification from UC Davis, a very prestigious school in California. And I am taking my experience and we're going like this and we're just bringing it all together. And, you know, sharing exactly how we were able to go from six figures debt to a six figure net worth. And now we own two rental properties out of state. We're contributing 40% of our income to retirement and we're on pace to retire early. Uh, So we're just really excited and we want to share that with you. So thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Someone says, Jessica, we're going to close with this. Jessica Patman says we bought a duplex with our FHA loan. Best decision ever. So that goes back to the house hacking thing. People are doing this, guys. Me and Shire did it. There's others doing it. All of you who are, you know, on this live now, you may be thinking, "I really want to do this. I want to own real estate. Ownership is is a beautiful thing." And I I just wanted to encourage you all that if I can do it, if Shire can do it, then you can do it. And we gotta we gotta do this, guys. We have to change our family legacy. Let's stop sitting on the sideline and watching others do it. I do that a lot. I'm always watching. OK, man, they're doing this. And oh, man, I wish I could do that. We can do it. No more wishing we can. Let's just jump out and let's do it. All right. So I hope this encouraged somebody. This is Marcus from Black Mary Dead Free. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Peace. Perfect. Yo, so we hope you guys enjoyed that podcast episode. We hope that we said something that you can take away and apply. We are here to inform and to inspire. So do us a huge favor and don't forget to rate this podcast five stars on whatever platform you're streaming us. And if you want to become a supporter of the Black Merit and Death Free podcast, you can do so by clicking on the link below. That's it for now. Till next time. I'll let you guys later.